Hello, and welcome to the Cartridge Club Season 9 premiere episode. We have got a great season lined up for you, and we're starting it off with a huge game, both in terms of scope and popular reception. If you're new to the club or are interested in participating in future months for games like Diablo 2, please join our community Discord, our forums at cartridgeclub.org, or follow us on Twitter at cartridgeclubna. We love to see the hashtag Cartridge Club used whenever you talk about one of the games we selected. I'm Melissa, Mrs. Q-Dog, and I'm here with my husband, Eric, the Mighty Q-Dog. And on behalf of our rotating pool of hosts, Josh, Church, and Ryan, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. Additionally, on behalf of the entire Cartridge Club community, I'd like to give a huge, huge shout out to our Patreon club backers, Joel Boyce, Kevin from Buried on Mars, Face Guy, Dean from Round 2 Gaming, and Caleb J. Ross. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To start off Cartridge Club Season 9, we are playing Horizon Zero Dawn on the PlayStation 4, or some may be playing it on the PlayStation 5. Joining me to talk about the game is Eric. Hello. Bill from STC Pod. Hey now. And Joe. AC Decepticon. Hey, hey. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. It is so great to have you guys here. Oh, it's just great to be hanging out with you guys. We never get to see you in person. Uh, so we'll take any chance that we can get, right, Bill? Well, let me tell you, when uh, the Q-Dogs ask you to join them on something, by golly, you're going to stop what you're doing and join them. <laughs> I haven't even played the game, but I'm just here because they asked me. So. Oh, uh -huh. okay. Well, we appreciate it. Um, it is good to talk to you, and we are really looking forward. Yeah, you two guys came highly recommended as uh, guests for this uh, uh, episode, right? Because I, mm -hmm. I think, in spite of Bill's previous comment, they do have a good history with this game. So... Yeah, so thanks for being here. I'm impressed you managed to land uh, Joe as a guest. You got him scheduled in. He's appearing. It's all happening. I'm, I'm impressed. It's, yeah. That's tough. That's tough to pull off. It was, uh, it was hard to say no when Mrs. Q-Dog asked you to do something. Initially, I turned it down because this was the second time playing the game this year, and uh, I quickly got a ex-nay uh, DM from Eric saying, uh, Melissa's pissed. Don't say no to her. Ooh, so I wow. turn that one around. I, I'm really glad that I could get you both here. Yeah, yeah, I am glad too because she was she was a terror. That's right. When uh, <laughs> when we thought you guys weren't going to be here. <laughs> you know, Melissa, STC Pot is looking for a producer that can wrangle Joe to show up for recordings. <laughs> so I think that'd be great. All right. Well, we can we can talk uh, we could talk after after this okay. uh after we talk yeah. about the game which Provided is why we're come, here yeah. you come to the right agreement she'll, yes. uh, she'll be there. all right but let's talk about the game joe you said this is the second time this year you've played it tell us about your experience with the game uh <clears throat> yeah second time uh first time i finished it i had to go back and pull up one of my save files but it was roughly around april of this year that i finished it the first time um i'd finished it level 58 with Whoa. roughly around 95 hours put into it wow all right and then you when you guys asked us to uh, do it again initially i wasn't going to replay it just because i figured it was sort of i figured it was fresh so i started to do um 
I figure I'll just I'll do the new game plus with it just to yeah. sort of get a bit of a refresher, I guess. And um, I did like three or four hours with that, but it eliminates all the um, the cutscenes I found, which I never knew it would have done. So mm. I said, that's no good. Started the game over and uh, finished it for a second time, 78 hours, 73% complete. I have to agree with a lot of other people. Like I know like Kevin has said, it's one of his favorite games and a few other people have, and it's definitely, definitely in my top 10 for PS4 games, I would say. Excellent yeah. story. I don't want to get too much into it because I know we're going to talk about it, but uh, yeah. I highly recommend this game to anyone who hasn't played it yet. And I, and I can't imagine anyone who hasn't, but um, uh, extremely well done. Very pleased. And I'm happy I did it for a second time. Excellent. So you played on PS4, you said, right? Yep. yep. And uh, do you mind if I, should we ask? Yeah. Should we yeah, ask about difficulty? Do People don't like the difficulty. We're not judging here. What level, how did you enjoy the game, Joe? On what, what challenge level did you play? I play all my games on, I guess it's normal. Yeah. So whatever, whatever the middle is, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. All right. I don't feel bad. He got to level 58, which answers one of my questions is, is there a level past 50? Because that's no, where no. the trophies end. Eric, uh, the first, first playthrough, I did level 58. Second playthrough, uh, it maxes out at level 60. Okay. But mm -hmm. I'll it, maxes, save that it does for, max out. That's something I want to talk about later on, though. Okay. Okay. Okay, great. All right. Well, then let's go to, should we do, should we do Bill or should we skip him? <laughs> Bill, tell us about your experience with this game. Uh, well, like Joe, let me give my uh, synopsis right off the top of my head. <laughs> I, what I believe about this, why well, gotta read everything? Just, you can't do it, yeah. Come on, just talk. Just Jeez. talk, Bill. Come on. Flap those gums like you're good at. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what are we talking about? Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, it was, uh, I, when I played it, that was definitely my favorite PS4 experience playing horizon zero dawn for sure with a bullet and uh yeah it was great i just checked uh what my level was i thought i should check what my level is before i start this thing and then i wrote it down upstairs and didn't bring it down so i'm i just i'm lost i can't remember what it is but i think it's it's 54 53 something like that but my okay. hours i was shocked was at like 130 or something like oh. that yeah so that's i don't feel like, so bad okay yeah go ahead that's like what a 25th of mrs q dog animal crossing time so that's a lot well, that's like that's, <laughs> that's a lot that's getting up on octopath hours yeah. <laughs> it's uh it sucks me in like i put my head down and just concentrated on the main story but even just walking you know the 20 steps to the next point there's just things that distract me and take time oh what is just over that ridge you know and just walk away from the path a little bit and then two hours later, that's gone, you know? <laughs> you got to get back to your story. So I can see the hours stacking up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that happened to me. I mean, because I, when I looked at the map, I go, oh, it's so far away. And then as you play, you go, oh, actually, it's not really that far. And then so then when you see things later on, you go, well, it looks far. But you know what? That's not really that far. I'll just go over there and check it out. And then, like you said, an hour later. Yeah. You, or you, three you, hours in yeah. your case. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, 
you were trying to get to one part of the map and it took you three hours and i think yeah yeah i got video proof of that happening all right all right so but bill you played it i did a little trophy i think i scoped out your trophies and you had originally played it back in 2017 right when the game came out does that sound right really Jeez, i don't know because i i got the uh the what's it called the full edition that had the dlc on uh -huh. the disc so i don't know whenever that came out and of course that would it would have to have been long enough for that to go on sale at an extremely cheap rate so it, it had to have been at least a year after the game came out that, okay uh, i oh, finally I, got into it i could be mistaken but you but you you the first time playing it it was before this year you you had played it earlier yeah doesn't matter okay yeah all right uh you want to go do you want me to go Okay, so I played it for the first time this year, and I remember for this for this podcast, like a I, month ago, <laughs> I bought it years ago. Like like Bill, I think I probably waited for the complete edition, right? And I may still have it sealed. And at some point, I got a digital version complete. I don't know how I did that, but we have it digitally. We've been playing the digital version. I didn't buy it again. It Somehow was I got free it. on uh, the PS plus there what? we don't i don't know we how don't i got that. it because i'm not on ps plus mm -mm. anyway i have a game i have the game we have the complete edition with the frozen wilds whatever uh we played it i played it for the first time and uh, i also played it on normal i started it on hard and then i thought this game is too big there's too much here there's too much to do i'm never going to get this done uh because it is so distracting it is so vast there's so much to do and i was taking too long and i'm not that good and so like like I think Joe said, I try to, in order for me, for my own challenge to say that I for beat a Q game. For Q-Dog rules. For Q-Dog rules, I got to beat it on like the default normal difficulty. So I backed it down to normal and uh, I've been playing it. I'm on level 40. I got to level 50. Okay. Uh, I got that trophy. I don't know if I'm past it. I beat the main game. There's still a ton of side quests. I'm probably close to 80 hours in it, but I still have a bunch of side quests to do. Um, and it is so fun to do all the side quests. I'm having a blast with the game. Uh, and it, but you've been playing it. Yes. And so I haven't pl played it a lot recently, but I definitely want to still go back and um, do all those side missions because I'm just having so much fun. And I don't care if it's 80 hours or 100 hours. This is probably one of the longer, bigger amount of times I've spent on a game. There are very few games I've spent over 100 hours on, mm -hmm. but this is probably going to be one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so much to do, so fun. And even after the main missions are done, you can go back and round out the game, which mm -hmm. I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. And you? So, I, uh, well, I'll start off by saying I'm playing it on easy. Uh, okay. I usually play it on easy because I feel like I have limited playtime. So, I always pretty much choose easy because it'll get me through the game. And I find that much more enjoyable. So that's what I've been playing on. Uh, I will, I guess I can say now, this is my first time playing, uh, playing it for the club to, um, for, you know, encourage me to play it. And I haven't finished it. So I, I tried to get through the main story, but like Bill said, you go and you go, oh, what's, what's this? What's, what's over here? <laughs> what's this oh, thing? What's, what's 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 that you scan yeah. and you see oh what what is that i should go look at that you know like uh and and as i was playing and i'm like oh well this is just right here 
I stumbled upon one thing that you were like, you stumbled upon this. This is the last one of the last things you do. And I was like, well, I already, I just did it. Okay. So there's just so much to do and I'm enjoying it. And I too want to continue and I want to finish it. All right. So I actually want to, I want to comment about one thing that you said. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> you haven't finished the game yet. Right. But this, I think we are going to open up this yes. podcast to plot spoilers. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to do that towards the end mm -hmm. uh, so people can listen to most of it without without the plot spoilers. But uh, the plot's fantastic. We'll cover that towards the end, um, if that's okay with you guys. And uh, just be warned to our listeners that uh, that we are going to do that. So uh, we'll try to put a warning in when we, when we start to talk about the plot. But, again, you guys, you know, be, do your thing. Joe? Mm -hmm. Well, I was just going to say, Eric, going back to that, um, you said you got the DLC version. Uh, mine, too, was uh, downloaded digitally. It's actually only the second ever game I've downloaded digitally. And it was free this year, like Bill said, on the PlayStation Network, because that's how I got mine. Yeah, okay. So it's, and it's the complete edition with Frozen Wilds and all that. So Yeah. I, must I actually initially that. thought Frozen Wilds was part of the game. I didn't realize it was the download or <laughs> the expansion on it. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like it, it's kind of integrated pretty well. I'm a little taken aback by what Melissa said because I watched a lot of her gameplay online, and uh, now she says she was playing it on easy because she was playing it online, and my eyes were like this watching her. She was a stone cold killer out there. Yeah, yeah, taking yeah. Taking animals in like a single swap with the staff, and then running up to them and ripping their heart. I'm like, oh my god. She is a killer. I know. Why is she? And why is she I hesitating? Just it. go. I know, and that's and it's and it's enjoyable, and I don't care that it's easy because I can do that, and I can be like, mm. so, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, I enjoy it, and I'm okay right. with that. So now you know, Bill. Now, now, you know. now I know. Because yeah, I think you commented. I think Bill was like, "You killed that guy in two hits," and it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. now we know why. I am like level thirty though, too. Like I'm pretty, I'm 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 leveled up a lot. Yeah. That like, said, you still don't want to mess with Mrs. Q Dog with a with a staff in right. real life either, because <laughs> uh, she's pretty vicious with one. Uh... Anyway, all right. So we did reach out to the community, the Cartridge Club community, and asked how people uh, have played the game, and uh, this is what they had to say, Melissa. All right. So we asked, did you do every single quest? Did you do a few of the side quests? And did you, or did you just focus on the main quest only? And 13 people, uh, it was about, it was almost split between doing every single quest and just doing a few side quests. And about 8% of the people did only the main quest. Yeah. Which, too, I don't understand how you can do that. Like, well, yeah, that's the rarest one, right? So that's the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. There were 13 votes at seven and a half, seven point seven percent That means one person. Yeah. One person did just the main quests. Yeah. And everybody else was split down the middle of doing everything or doing some. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty that's pretty amazing. And I think that that matches our expectation. It was so easy to do all those yeah. side quests and get sidetracked. Okay, so when you guys are playing, what's your style of gameplay? Do you do you tend to do it even keel, like a bit of side, bit of main mission, or do you focus one or the other? So I I go back and forth a little bit. Like I'll do maybe um, for this I changed it a little bit, and I 
did try to push through on the main a little bit more than I wanted because I wanted to get a little bit more story in before we recorded. But normally I will do like a, a, the main for one or two times. And then especially like if I, um, if it takes me, cause the map is so large, if it takes me far, then I'll do some side quests along the way getting there. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. you know, and like I'm a multitasker at heart. So a lot of times too, like I'll gather up several side quests cause you can do that and just have them in your backlog. And then I'll be like, Oh, I'm going over here and I can do this side quest and this side quest. And then I'll do the main quest cause it's right in this area together. Yeah. 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 I would have done the, I would, I would normally have done every side quest I could before proceeding with the next main mission, like try to fill out all the side stuff and then do the main. But uh, for the sake of the timing of this podcast and everything, I did push towards the main quests um, and try to get those done. But I would have easily done all of the side quests first if I could. And I think our friend Dean, that's how he played. Yeah. He did a bunch of the side quests, wrapped all that stuff up, and then just barreled through the uh, the main missions. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I'm the same way. It's um, I find if I tend to play a game and the main story gets completed before a lot of the side stuff, I can't be bothered to go back and do it. So I'll focus mainly on doing all the side stuff first. And, yeah. and usually, because you never can tell how long the main story is either. Mm-hmm. Like even for a game like this, it could be, well, second play through the main story felt like it was a lot shorter than it was the first time. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, definitely more of a side player first and uh, and main mission second. Yeah. Bill, you want to comment? I think uh, by the time I got the game, like I said, it had been out for a little while, and there's definitely a lot of chatter about this game, and maybe some things were getting spoilerif, spoileristic, oh, yeah. maybe. And yeah. in my headspace, too, at that time, I remember being frustrated that I hadn't finished games in a while. So I was like, I'm going to start this thing. I'm going to put my head down. No side quests. Just follow that main arrow, no matter what. Do that, do that, do that. So that's pretty much what I did. I think maybe one or two side quests, you know, tricked their way onto my uh, mission log. But uh, otherwise, people would be, hello, can you help me? <laughs> nope, moving on. <laughs> Get moving. Nope. However, like I said, those distractions, I couldn't walk by a herd without taking them on. So... I didn't do side quests. Yeah, but, but that's I, grinding, Bill. I did so much hunting just for fun. Yeah, you maybe you can define it as grinding, but this is actually fun. It was fun to do that and gather all those resources after you take out a herd or come up with new ways to take out a herd. And I didn't even realize that I was grinding, as my friend Joe mentioned. And uh, I, I got leveled gamer, up. That's why. I got leveled up so quickly without doing side quests that by the time I got back on the main quest, it was, it wasn't a big deal. I could handle whatever they threw at me because I am a gamer. (laughs) Truthfully. I actually. Truthfully. Truthfully. Truthfully not. Not a word of a lie. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, tell us about the hunting, right? I mean, that's even if you knew nothing about this game, or at least I knew nothing about it. I knew that there was something about hunting these these metallic beasts, right? So this was a huge portion of the game. So 
So, Bill, do you want to comment? I mean, you couldn't go by a herd without without messing with them. So tell us about the hunting. Well, I think early on you really needed a lot of, uh, like, the fire canisters or whatever to make fire arrows. And so if you came across a certain herd of, uh, I don't know what they are, like ostrich-looking things, they got fire canisters on their back. I think and they're they, grazers, right? And they, yeah. Who? Go ahead. I think the they're grazers, grazers. Grazers, exactly. They and they always herd together. So you can light one of them up with a fire arrow and let <laughs> it'll sit there and burn for a bit and it'll explode and take out the whole herd. And uh, that was very satisfying. Yeah. And then you go pick up all the resources. Mm -hmm. And um, there's so many different ways to to hunt. Like, uh, you know, I mentioned Miss Q Dog constantly uh, in the stream to get the rope caster. I love the rope caster. But I really loved once you got far enough in the game where you could corrupt them. If you had a nice herd and you corrupted one of them in the middle of the herd and then they'd all start fighting each other and machines that were just on the sidelines come in to see what's happening and they start brawling with each other and they take them on take themselves all out and you just stroll in and take all the resources. That's so you just a couple of ways. So you mentioned hmm? a couple of things there. You mentioned okay, so there's these let's talk about the weapons briefly, because you mentioned a few things. You mentioned fire arrows, you mentioned corruption. And you mentioned the rope caster. Yeah, why did you like? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you on the rope caster because I did buy one. Oh well, <laughs> I don't know. It just, I liked, uh, I like tying them down, Miss Q Dog. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And uh, you know, you tie them down, and you don't have to worry about them. Take on their buddies while they're down, or you can get a free shot at them once they're tied down. Uh, I don't know. I just found the rope caster very handy. That and uh, the main weapon was the uh, sharpshooter bow. Uh, level that up as much as you can. Uh -huh. Notch, notch three arrows in there, and away you go. Those were those were my faves for sure. And the corruption stuff. Corruption. Okay. What about you, uh, Joe? What, what did you think of the the weapons or the the, the beasts, the the hunting? Yeah, that ostrich thing is actually called the long leg. Oh. Yep. And uh, yeah, they were bitches in that game. Uh, the uh, my favorite thing about them though is they got that concussion concussion blast. Uh huh. So yeah. It's like a sonic wave that just completely knocks you back. But uh, favorite weapon for me, I I purchased whatever purchased crafted almost all the weapons. Um, never bothered really using them in terms of like I couldn't use the rope caster. To me, it was a waste of time. Uh, even with the bombs, yeah, they were impressive. Uh, the slingshot bombs or whatever, but uh, to me, they never seemed to do enough damage for what I wanted. Uh, so my favorite weapons, I'm, I've always been like a sharpshooter kind of guy in the games. So uh -huh. any, any weapon that's uh, good from a distance. So honestly, the only weapons I really used in the game were um, majority of the game ever since i got it my main weapon was the shadow uh sharp shot bow yeah but with that uh, with uh two 44 damage coils and one 63 handling coil Oof. wow and, how do you remember all that oh it's in my head bill and on the paper in front of me <laughs> okay um, so my other and then my other weapons because you've got your weapon wheel right so I had that action. sharp shot bow, which was the main weapon I used like 95% of the time. Yeah. I had a Banook striker bow, 
and then a Banuk power shot bow, and then the uh, Banuk storm slinger, which I thought was probably for me the second favorite weapon because it was more of like. Um, I guess I liken the Storm Slinger to like uh, a version of like a shotgun. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Close enough to an enemy. It was good from distance, but it took longer to get uh, the weapon shot and fired the farther away the enemy was. So it's almost like you get up to it and it discharges like, and there was multiple ones. Uh, the Storm Slinger, I think the electricity, and then there was one that did fire as well. But I just stuck literally with the Sharp Shot Bow and the Storm Slinger. Okay. Okay. You mentioned, I'm going to segue to you, Melissa, in a second, but you mentioned, so Bill and Joe have both mentioned that these different weapons, they have these environmental effects, right? Right, right. Bill mentioned there's fire. Right. Uh, Joe mentioned shock. Uh Uh-huh. You know, the fire will do, you know, it'll it'll start them on fire and it'll do persistent damage. Mm -hmm. Shock will stun them yep, or something right. and then there's ice then there was that ice. will slow them down mm-hmm. and there's kind of corruption which apparently yeah. i only used a couple times but corruption will make them attack each other make them go crazy yeah. so there were these environmental things and i know there was a weapon that you liked yeah so i liked the trip caster yeah right is that where you're going yes okay. i am that was my favorite because i would kind of sneak up on them i'd set my traps and then I'd say, hey, over here, and I'd, you know, like, fire some arrows or whatever and make them come to me, and then they'd fall into my traps, and then they die. And I'd be like, oh, I'm done. Right. So right. I also liked to try to, when you were talking about hunting, like, I'd try to hunt from afar, you know, yeah. or maybe from a pie. Like, I'd try to get up on a ledge or something mm-hmm. on a mountain and kind of take the cowardly way out and... You know, yeah. pick them off one by one from up there. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that too. I liked, Joe mentioned the, the sharp, I think it was the sharpshooter bow where mm-hmm. it had the long distance. So I would like, mm-hmm. there was the one with the shockwave, the yeah, tear. Yeah, I really liked the, the tear. tear yeah, arrows the tear arrows that would arrows. blow components mm-hmm. off. And then there was the precision arrow, which mm-hmm. was like a, a sniper. That you one could you, shoot. Could, you could do the um, watchers in one hit with that yeah. in the eye. And then you could headshots take out the headshots to humans. To humans. Yeah. yeah. So I loved the precision, the long distance arrow, mm-hmm. because I like to go hunting from a distance. And I want to come back to this, but I'm going to mention it right now, is sort of the stealth aspects mm-hmm. of the game. Um, but before we talk about that, I kind of want to go back to the the actual animals mm-hmm. or the creatures themselves because there are a variety of them here. And I mm-hmm. want to hear about uh, Joe mentioned. I'll just start. Joe mentioned the long legs. Ugh. There were a couple of creatures in the game that really kind of ticked me off. Yeah. And it's because and I'll mention the two that I remember. There was the mm-hmm. long legs and there was I think it was the sawtooth or something. Yeah, they would try to run up to you and yeah. close the distance. And I'm like, stay away from me. Mm-hmm. I want to shoot you from a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really disliked the ones that uh, kind of tried to come and run right at you. Um, but some of my favorites that I actually liked were that were I thought the the, the uh, they were the ones we mentioned, the 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 one the grazers. Yeah. Because Bill mentioned they're very fulfilling. You can shoot the canisters off the back and they yeah. all explode. And they don't really the grazers also would kind of run away from you. Yeah. Those were the earlier ones that, yeah. that would like they kind of herded together and sometimes they would run away from you or one or two would try to attack you. Yeah. Um so they so they were also kind of like oh, they a little bit easier, I would say. Right. But right. And that's probably why they're one of the first ones you see. And there was another one that I liked that was on the more challenging side, um, Thunderjaw. 
Thunder? What the there's, heck a thunder thing? there's a thunder jaw. Yeah, but I can't You remember. could, Bill, I think you mentioned this. You can use the tear to knock the disc shooter off its back, right? And then use it against it. And that was really effective. So taking down one of those guys, and those are one of the higher end enemies, was really fulfilling because mm-hmm. it was a difficult conquest, right? But you could use its own weapon against it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, I found that a really uh, fulfilling uh, uh, battle. So yeah, what the, about uh, the scrapper also Eric had a weapon on its back. Yeah. It could knock off. And it ended up being like um, almost like an arrow machine gun. I think he had like 60 arrows out of it or something like that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were the only two I think I noticed that you could sort of knock their weapons off and use them back against them. Very cool. Very cool. What about you, Bill? Any particular enemies that you like to uh, or found particularly well, annoying? The dislikes for sure. Like those scrappers were jerks. Those yeah. guys were jerks for sure. And anything that flew was oh, uh, yeah. a yeah, the, pain in the ass. Yes. Yeah, Did you use were, the rope caster on the flying ones? Rope caster, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, bring them down, then take care of them. Otherwise, they're just just a constant pain in the neck. Half the time, I just walk by and hide in a bush and let them go on their way. It's just not worth it. But uh, there was one. Yeah. Go ahead. I like, uh, like you said, the uh, uh, thunder jaw or thunder nuts, whatever. That uh, <laughs> you can tear all the stuff off. Yeah. They they took a beating too. So a, a couple of times I remember they had all their stuff tore off, either by the tear arrows or just by being hit so many times that they're sitting there with no weapons on them and they're just sitting there spitting like some futile thing at, at you, whatever they were doing. And it's it was almost uh, it's almost pitiful to see them with no weapons <laughs> on them, just standing there. Let me just go up and take care of them. Take care of them. Yeah. You know what I found with the best way, Bill, to kill the Thunderjaw was they've got, they had um, armor on their very side, like where the rib cage is. So if you focused on knocking that armor off, it's sort of like exposed, I call it like their heart. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. If you could do a sharpshooter arrow, you'd slow mow it, then do a sharpshooter into their uh, rib cage where that heart is. It does like 656 damage every time. Wow. Wow. That's pretty good. I never did that, apparently. I found out, out after the second playthrough of it, because the first time I'd just be lobbing arrows recklessly at it, just wasting arrows, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a machine in the Frozen Wild, too, that you that is a new machine. And like Eric said about these other ones that just attack you, this one, you don't even have a chance to size this thing up. It is jumping on you. It's constantly trying to jump <laughs> on you. I couldn't even scan it because it was just no time. They're just on top of you. So yeah, I don't I don't appreciate those guys. I like, you know, from a distance. Let's talk about the scans real quick before you go, Melissa. Yeah, because one of the things Bill mentioned is the scans, right? So you can scan these enemies and mm-hmm. it will tell you about their strengths and weaknesses, the various components that you can hit. I found that to be a fascinating gameplay mechanic, right? Because you learn how to how a you, strategy yeah, for each advan- different one, right? What, what advantage you can have above them. Yeah. You know, so to it's cool. take them out. Yeah. You can target specific areas mm-hmm. to do heavy damage. You can get, you know, and there's there's sort of a trade-off. You can either, for example, the ones that have these blaze canisters, right? You can blow them up and do damage to the creature, mm-hmm. or you can knock them off and then recover them. And then recover them, right? Yeah. So that was a fascinating mechanic. Just another mm-hmm. crazy amount of depth in this game. 
what kind of creatures did you like or hate? Um, well, I hated the um, flying ones, like you guys said, and the Lancelorns. Or no, the long legs, because they jumped Ugh, at yeah. you. And then I kind of liked the, um, I can't remember if it was, if it's the Charger or the, um, Broadhead. They were kind of like bulls. You, yeah. They were one of the ones that you could mount. It was a Broadhead. Yeah, the yeah. Broadhead. You could mount them. We could talk about that too, where there are some animals where you could mount and then you could ride them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Did you do that a lot, Bill? Did, did you do you, a lot, did of, you mounting, do a lot of mounting and riding? Bill? Every chance I got, yeah. I could jump <laughs> I mean, right up from behind. Oh yeah. I mean, Eric wow. had to. Eric had to. You know, convince me about the mounting and the riding. But once, yeah. you know, once usually, I did it, he was right. What are you saying? <laughs> it's usually only on Eric's birthday that that's allowed. Oh, for heaven's sake! <laughs> All right. So yeah, so um, I like those because I kind of felt like th those guys were kind of do their own thing. You could sneak up on them, override them, and then you can mount them, and then they would, you know, you could ride around the map really fast and yep, bypass a yep. bunch of enemies and get to where you want to go um, when you need to. And they were good at helping beat up some of the other enemies as well. Yeah. And, and you mentioned overriding. Did you guys use that? There's an ability to, yeah, control, to control these animals. Yes. And some of them you can ride, but some of them you can override and what? And then they Did you ever do this? Then, yeah, oh, yeah. And then they would be a friendly uh -huh. uh, machine. And then you then they would help you. Like if you – sometimes they would help you. But sometimes my guy would just be standing like right over there. And I'm getting attacked here. And he's just like, do you know, where's the grass? Did you ever use override to assist you in a battle? Yeah, the odd time every now and then. Um I found the, the the most effective animals for the overriding were the cat ones, like the uh, sawtooth and the uh, scrappers, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just be, yeah. They they tended to be most effective when you overrode them, but um, aside from a couple times, really, you know, I, I just found my arrows and, and my um, my uh, what's it called, the staff or whatever, mm -hmm. were were more effective. Especially okay. later on, once you get to a certain level point, um, I found to be that one. I found that to be one of the drawbacks of the game, where you kind of didn't need to do certain things that you needed at the start. Yeah, okay. I found the like it was the game's often it's not consistent on how close you have to be to get the override command up on the, the window. Mm -hmm. Like I'd be sneaking right up and go, come on, show me the triangle. Show me. And then it would just turn around and launch at you. It's, yeah. And then other times you basically hit it before the triangle <laughs> came on. So, and, and plus those bigger animals, it's tougher to sneak up on them. So I didn't override them too much, but I do want to try that because I often forgot about it, to be quite frankly. Like, I think you can even override Thunder Jaws and the really big guys once yeah. you, you know, progress so far in the game. So, I, it's not uninstalled yet. I'm still playing the game. So, <laughs> I think I want to try that. Sometimes, too, if you are attacking some of the animals, you could attack them. And when, they, when they're down, you know, and, or stunned or whatever, and they're like half health, you can still override them. Like, the option will come up. And I will override at that point. Like if, 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 if he turned on me before I could override him first. So. Okay. Okay. Let's, I want to, 
I want to ask about the stealth aspects of the game because Bill, you kind of uh, mentioned sneaking up. Go ahead, you go ahead. Sorry, Eric. I just, I just wanted to say, did you guys at any point in the game uh, feel bad about killing any of the animals? Well, the whether the, mechanical or living. Okay, so at first I felt a little bad killing because there are like there's boars, geese, bunnies, turkeys. Raccoons, foxes, rats, fish. Yeah, that you can kill. And at first I felt a little bad, but then I was like, but then I was like a badass. So then I just killed them all. (laughs) Just like in real life, right? Yeah. (laughs) See that squirrel crossing the road? You gunned it in the car? The only time, (laughs) the only time I felt bad was not when I killed anything, but when I let my first mount die. I had a mount, right? The first mount I got in the game and I got ambushed or attacked, and I didn't know what was happening, and he got killed in the attack, and I'm like, well, I felt a little bad, but that was the only time. After that, I didn't feel too bad about killing the robots, and the the other animals were kind of small, and I knew that this game was about hunting, so. I accidentally killed my mount, so. (laughs) Did you feel bad? No. No. (laughs) I mean, I did a little, I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, well, now I need to find another one. You know I didn't feel bad, but there was one point in the story, and I, I forget where it was, but you're, I don't think it's a spoiler this early or not, but anyway, you're, ta- you're talking to, uh, you're watching a hologram projection of an event that happened in the past, and this certain individual is describing what the machines were created for, and essentially she was saying they were created for like a good purpose, like the... Um, like the big big birds in the sky, like the Glintocks and the um, Stormbirds. Stormbird, that's the big one, yeah. Um, they were created to sort of eliminate air pollution. The alligators uh, were meant to help clean the water. And she stated some other things, but I found that really interesting. So when I finished that little part in the game, I sort of felt bad because it seemed like, yeah, they're killing humans, but... Are they doing it just because they consider humans to be like pollution? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was that was a really interesting part of the story that they threw in there that I I even I missed out the first playthrough. So Okay. Hmm. That's a good point. We'll come to the and we'll come to the we'll come to the plot a little bit in the future. Mm-hmm. A little bit later, I mean. Uh okay. Uh I think I was gonna mention was I did we talk about stealth? Is that what I was going to bring up? The stealth aspects? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of that. There's, there's tall grass. It's red that you can uh, hide in if you crouch down. And so I would try to use that to come up and override, or you can do a stealth uh, kill. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on animals or um, people. So uh, there's so quite a few. Uh, quite a few areas where I just stealthed the whole time and took down everything there uh, using stealth. Okay, what about you? I want to know how Bill played. Bill, did you stealth it or did you doom it up? No, I love stealth. I'll go in stealth every time first. And it's, it's well designed in this game. Like Melissa said, you got these patches of grass and they have little fireflies over them. So it's unmistakable that you're good once you hit those. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I would do a lot of that. But as every stealth game, you start with your mind doing stealth, and it ends up being doomed quite quickly after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
How about you, uh, Joe? Did you uh, did you attempt to use stealth? I did at the start, only when my character was weak and yeah. you were sort of introducing yourself to it. But later on, I just found it to be useless and a waste of time. Yeah. As I got, as I got further in, I found the best way, sort of for like the quick kills, if I didn't want to do like a sniper shot, was I'd just be plowing straight towards the enemies. Then you do your slide, so you get close enough. Then uh -huh. you press R1 to do your um, your strike, and then that topples them over, and then you can just sort of bash them with your storm slinger shaft. Nice. Finish them off. That's a good idea. Oh, I didn't yeah. try that. Yeah. All right. I kind of want to ask about uh, some of the other side quests that there were. There were a number of different things that you could do in the game. There were like bigger side quests. There's there's like levels of side quests, and then yeah. there was errands, and you know your your entire menu had it all like yeah. separated, which is really nice. Again, lending to the expansiveness of the game and just the how well thought out it was. Yeah, because you didn't have to do those things. Right. right? So they were yeah. just kind of there if you wanted them, or you could ignore them. But there were there, there were these classes. When you look mm -hmm. at the the quest thing on the side, there were a couple mm -hmm. of classes like main and side. Right. But there were also all of these other things like bandit camps, and cauldrons and corrupted zones, tall necks. Mm -hmm. um, Joe, what did, did you do? Did you 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 said you, I don't remember what you said. If you completed everything, well, well, did you did you attack some of these? Yeah, I I did them all except for in. This is included even my first gameplay of this game. I could never do the side mission, which was uh, Ancient Armory, where you had to... It allows you to acquire the best armor, I guess, in the game. Yeah. And, and to do that, you have to find those certain uh, energy cell discs, like the circular ones that you would place on and, and sort of play with. Yeah. So I had to find two more, and I just never could find them. So that's pretty much the only side mission I, ha I wasn't able to complete. And you never looked it up? You never Googled it? Well, uh, I did, and then I still couldn't sort of figure it out. So okay. I just – but you know what? When your level gets high enough, there is – that armor becomes a mute point. There's no need for it. Okay. But I, I couldn't figure it out. I <laughs> – well, I couldn't figure it out, and I Googled it. And I got that armor. And I love it. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if I even want to say it because it'll spoil for you. Go. It's one of the things I think you should do. Um, you sure? You want to talk? I already it, got. Didn't I start it? You did. Yeah. But I want yeah. I was going to talk about what it does. This ancient armor is really nice because well, it adds effectively a shield. Yeah. Where a regenerating shield, it's and like I need that. It's like Halo. Yeah. It's so you're, if you get hit, your shield will go down, but then it'll recharge on its own. And so once I got that. I hardly ever needed health potions again because I'm just saying because you get hit and then you retreat, retreat and then it recharges and then you go back out. So yeah. that's definitely a really cool item to have. The uh, I can't remember uh, advanced armor or something. That that's a really yeah. cool thing. So Joe, if you ever want to go back to the game, check that one out. But uh, okay, well, what about you, Bill? Did you do any of these bandit camps or tall necks or what? Oh, yeah, I did all that. I didn't realize the ancient armor was a side quest because I did do that. I knew I had to get that armor once once I saw it. Mm -hmm. I think you must get introduced to it through the main story, and then it's a side quest to finish it off or something to get the 
all the you need like three power cells or something yeah. to unlock it. And so if you're an astute gamer, you will come across those power cells and unlock the <laughs> armor to wear, which all even right. though it's a moot point because I'm so strong, it's still pretty cool to have. Looks only cool. because you need it. Uh, the long necked. Uh, I remember <laughs> the first one I took out. It it was so satisfying. It was so beautiful. You know, the scenery was amazing. Uh, it felt like such an accomplishment. It was like an eye opening experience. The way they crafted the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. The first time you're figuring it out, how to climb up there, and then you override the thing, and then the the map opens up. It was just well crafted. Uh, bandit camps. Yeah, I did all those. Corrupted zones. Did all those. Uh, but no, like, if someone's asking for help, I did not do it. That is the yeah. rule. No, yeah. so no exclamation marks. Those, those, the are, the exclamation those are the people marks. asking for help. Yeah, they're all over my map. They're still asking. Yeah. yeah. But there's even some random ones where you'd just be going along a trail and the, you'll hear somebody out in the wilderness, help me, I don't want to go this way. I don't yeah. want to die this way. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I did the first one and then I'm like, eh, yeah. you're on your own. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything Anything else? Do we want to talk about the? There were some cauldrons. You guys didn't mention cauldrons. That's another set of things you can do. Right. Um, that gives you the ability to... Uh, is that the override? That's the one where you learn overrides, yeah. where you have to learn how to override different that's groups the one of animals. Where I did, there's like... they. You did the last they one. They did the last yeah. one. Yeah. And so I can override... You can override like animals. trample jaws yeah. or whatever they're called. But yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, so what else? We talked... We kind of talked about levels and progression. Yep. Um, what, what about... about uh, do you want to talk about skills? The skill tree? Oh, sure, yeah. I love the skill tree. And yeah, I was go ahead. like, oh, like how, what can I do to get more skills? Like sometimes I would do side missions because I'm like, this is going to get me a skill point. Yeah. Right? And I want to open up these skill points and stuff. And when I was playing, uh, our friend Dean was watching. And when I put, there's a whole skill tree that is only for the down, from the Frozen Wild download. Really? Yeah, like the one... I want to say it's the, all, the one all the way it's on the, the, uh, the the traveler one. Yeah, the traveler one. So that's from Frozen Wild. Mm -hmm. Oh, because I did that. I was using that. Yeah, I used that too. Oh, that okay. was one of the ones that I didn't like, realize. I filled up first. Yeah. Ugh. So it, like these skills, I I love the skills because it's like well you could you know you can slow down time. You can um, learn how to repair your machine. There's also you get modifications for your weapons. Yeah. And so there's a skill where you become a tinker and then you can take those modifications off you and can swap them, swap around, them out right? because yeah. before it used to be that if once you put it in the weapon, that was it. Yeah. And so until you got the tinker, you could move that mm -hmm. around. And that was one of the ones that I really wanted to get to. So. What about you guys? Joe, what about the skills? Did, what, did you pay attention to that? Did you aspire to get more skills? Yeah. Well, I unlocked them all. And I, and I oh. think you, you pretty much can when you get, when you, you're close to finishing the game. Um, gamer. You know what, though? I never really use, like, going back to... Um, he didn't really need them. No. Oh, because I barely used them, like, as I was about to say before I was interrupted. Oh. <laughs> Go um, ahead, Joe. Like, going back to, you guys said you love riding those mounts around. I maybe tried it a couple times at the start, and then for the rest of the game, I, I made Aloy run from location to location. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, that pretty much eliminated that there was, like you said, you can jump from your strider to do, uh, critical attacks and yeah, or you could all pick the up, other stuff, pick up resources on your mount. Like that was one of them too. Yeah. I think the, the one in the middle the brave, um, I think was probably the most beneficial in terms of doing, uh, upgrades to your character, I guess. Okay. Bye. Uh, let me let me ask let me go off a little bit. You you said that you didn't really like to mount, and so you just let Aloy run. Did you ever do fast travel? I didn't do fast travel till near the end when most of the things were done because I found when I was forcing her to run, and, and another reason for me doing the running, uh, not only to keep her in shape, but um. I just found it a pain in the ass. Like I know when you're riding your 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 mechanical animal there, uh, there's upgrades to where you can pick up medicinal herbs as you're riding. You don't have to get yeah. off, do this shit, and do that. But I just found that to be a real pain. So I figured while I'm running, it's a lot easier to, especially when you have to go over certain rocky areas and your mount yes. can't do that. Yes. It, it just it was just more of a pain. So that's the main reason, sort of, why I just kept her running too. Okay. Did you fill up your skill tree, Bill? No, I found or I really didn't need the skills. You didn't need to? I didn't need to. Once you get far enough, you don't need that stuff. Right. Once you, you know, you were attacking all those herds of machines, so exactly. you were you were pretty leveled up as it was. Funny, you mentioned the fast travel, though. Half, most time I forget about these things. So I had forgotten about fast travel a bunch of times until you're looking at the map and say, oh, I could just jump over there. Because you get unlimited fast travel after a while. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, especially yeah. in the frozen wilds as I was playing that, because it would you'd finish some major thing, and then they'd say, okay, just for us to chat again, meet me at this thing, which is a billion miles away. And I'm like, oh. I'm just going to fast travel there. Yeah. Although I didn't do it often because fast travel did have quite a bit of a long loading time. So oh, I know. that was kind of a bummer. Yeah. 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 Let's. Uh, okay. So you we've actually I wanted to mention this. I want yeah. to bring this up. You've mentioned the frozen wilds. Now, it sounds like a bunch of us have that. Uh, it was uh, given away in the complete like, edition. It was free. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't played it yet. You haven't played it yet. Yeah. It sounds like both Joe and Bill, you guys have played the Frozen Wilds. Yeah, yeah, it's the best part of the game. Is that right? Yeah. Wow, well, that's my favorite area to play. Okay, best storyline, mm. best environment. So there's more story. There's more story in the Frozen Wilds. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, if it fleshes out more, they give you Is more to right? flesh out. Yeah, they give you more background on the old ones and how everything came about. And Bill, you played the Frozen Wilds. You said there's some new what creatures? There are new creatures they throw at you. There's um, they're called fire claws. Oh, I let me check my note. They are so called you know the, fire claws. Uh, you know the big bears, Eric? Yeah. Across them? I don't think I came across any. I didn't play Frozen Wilds, so I don't know any of the. I think there's I frost claws, but there's also fire claws. Just picture a big grizzly bear. Bears. Okay. Good to know. It's me. They're actually tougher than the um, uh, the T Rexes, uh, whatever they're called. The Thunder Jaws. Thunder Jaws. Yeah. I'd rather fight a Thunder Jaw than a Fire Claw. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, because they jump at you. You don't have time for anything. Unless Is that the one you down. Down. 
Yeah. yeah, and that's also one of the side missions too. You have to find and kill five fire claws, and okay. one of them is you have to fight two at the same time. <sighs> so we, but since yeah. we're talking about the frozen wild still, and Joe stole my segment there. Um, you know the environment. I was kind of not happy with the environment because it was constantly snow in your face, and you don't get to see the environment. They threw a lot of snow at you. So besides the snow and half the time it's at night, you just really couldn't enjoy the surroundings like you could on other environments. Yeah, but if you wait the other half of the time, it turns into the daytime. It's still snow in your face. Not in all the places. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> all the places. But it is funny because it is like the frozen, frozen wild and she keeps complaining how cold she is. And of course you can put her in these big giant Banuk outfits. But since, as you know, we talked about, we have this ancient armor that is the got the shield and everything. It doesn't have a lot of fur on it, though. Uh, but you don't want to give up that shield and just put yeah. her in a big outfit just for the looks. <laughs> yeah. She's running around in the snow with just this tiny uh, ancient outfit on. I love that ancient armor. I can't imagine ever trading that one on. Um, before we go off the frozen wilds, and I do want to talk about some of the things you mentioned, Bill. We did reach out to the community about mm -hmm. whether they typically played the Frozen Wilds or not. What did they have to say? All right. We, again, 13 people. Maybe it's the same 13. Maybe. 53.8% uh, said, nope, it's too cold. Too cold to do the Frozen wow. Wilds. Yeah. What a waste. Yeah. 46.2% said, absolutely. All right. So you guys recommend playing it. Okay. Yeah, if you're, right? if you're smart, you'll play it. All right. If you're smart, you'll play it. You heard it if here. If you're enjoying the game, yeah, it's it adds to it. I definitely plan on playing it. Mm -hmm. But, Bill, you mentioned something interesting, which we haven't touched upon, and that is the weather effects and the environment. Let's talk briefly about that. Yeah. Day to night. Yeah. It, so, I, so, two things I want to say. So, when it was nighttime, sometimes I would like it because you could do stealth really well, right? People would, wouldn't be able to see. I felt like it's more hidden. is that true i couldn't tell if it actually i don't know affected. but that's how i felt okay okay so that's how my game's going okay okay and then in the daytime i felt like it was harder to scan if i wanted to scan something you know i couldn't see like um if there is something of interest to you it's like a purpley glow I don't yeah know how to describe it you know aura like aura yeah and i couldn't see that in the daytime and so that would kind of bug me and then okay. um so, I mean, but then you could see better, like the whole area, you, you could see it in the daytime. But if you want to scan for goodies, it's, it's easier at night. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think about the weather effects? Did it have any impact on the game? No, the best thing I can say about it is it was, I want to say it was almost not noticeable in the sense that it was so seamless, the transitions yeah. with it, even from day to night to rainy, to blizzard, to dry heat. The uh -huh. flow was so consistent and, and seamless that it was just, it, I don't think they could have done a better job. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was quite a technical marvel because as you said, you'd be walking along and all of a sudden the rain would pick up mm -hmm. and it would get hazy and you couldn't see and it was raining and she she makes comments. The main yeah. character would, oh, everything's gonna get all wet oh, or it would start to snow or there'd be a dust storm fantastic technical achievement and and the world is going day to night 
all the time. Like Melissa would be playing a part of the game and I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember doing this. But when I did it, it was nighttime or when yeah. I did it, it was daytime. So fascinating technical achievement. Bill, any comments on the weather or the, the environment? Delightful. Delightful. <laughs> Delightful. Beautiful. Did you see the Aurora Borealis at night come across really? the sky? Well, I missed yeah. that. It was, uh, it was breathtaking. Breathtaking. Okay. Did, it was a know, beautiful game, there right? Was, yes. And do you, there's a photo mode. Did you guys do photo mode? No. I didn't either. I tried it. Sure. Yeah. What do you do with the photos? You take, uh, you can get her clothes off and then you oh, get okay. certain angles. No. Come on, Eric. What do you <laughs> well, think? What do you th I mean, you, you, take, you take the pictures when she's mounting her <laughs> Moving on. Do you guys there. want to move into the plot? If we can figure it out, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the plot. Okay, so, so well, the big thing about the game we've been avoiding up until now. Right. So Aloy is an outcast. She was born an outcast. Yeah. Which means she wasn't allowed to... Interact with her tribe. Right. The or Nora. Any, or yeah, or any tribe, really. Yeah. Right? And nobody... So she was raised by a, another outcast. Um, Rost? Or Ross? Ross? Rost was her... Her parent figure. Adopted yeah. father? Adopted yeah. father. Yeah. He was and an so, outcast as well. Right. Yeah. And so he, he um, taught her how to hunt, how yeah. to fight, you know, so that she, at, at age, she could uh, go into these trials and try to not become an outcast any longer. Right. Just as a side okay. note, do you guys know how Ross became an outcast? Uh, no, I don't know that? if I know. Not yet. Do you guys? Yeah. Well, it's it's one of the little side things you find in the game. I don't. Do you want me to say it or? No. Can you not? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. But let's... it's a, it's a cool backstory that okay. gets you don't have to do anything. It gets told to you through another person. Okay. I'll okay. leave it at that. But it's pretty okay. interesting. So So let's I wanna talk before we go much further, I want to talk about this world, right? Because yeah. what you've described is outcasts and tribes right. and hunters. It sounds it's like a it's old of a, 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 like like this was from before our time. Yes. Game. It's a very primitive world, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Except the mystery is there's these incredibly advanced robotic animals roaming the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And so Two of the main, I would claim, I'll just start with two of the main sort of questions of the game is, who is Aloy? Why right. is she an outcast? Right. And what the heck is the deal with these metallic machines? Machines, yeah. And through the course of the game, we're going to learn the answers to these things, I think, right. right? So what did you guys think of the story of this game? Did you enjoy it? Did, was it confusing? Did it make no sense? Yeah, a bit of everything. I and it wasn't that we were trying to figure out why Aloy was an outcast. We were trying to, we were trying to figure out who her mother was in the game. Okay. Right. And we, we did get the answer eventually. So you do get the answer eventually, yeah. I'm not going to say why. Okay. Um, what did you think of the story, though, uh, Joe? Did you think it was good? It was really good and really confusing at some parts, um, okay. especially once you start delving deeper online and, you know, doing, like, um, searches on horizon zero dawn storyline and it, it delves even deeper into the backstory and stuff that took place prior to the game actually starting i thought it was a fascinating storyline i don't know really how to 
go through it because there's so much detail, right? But yeah. you're right, it was um, really well done how they, the game started off with her as a child and you eventually saw her develop through her teenage life because the game took place and she was only 19 years old, right? We, we said we would say spoilers, so we can talk a little bit about how it progressed. What do you have to say about it, Bill? Delightful. Oh, for heaven. <laughs> Come on. Okay. No, it was so, it was extremely compelling where I would, you know, be laying in bed at night thinking about how this got to that and that went to that and that turned into this and how it's all very plausible how, how that, how the start of that could happen in today's world. You know, mm-hmm. you have these machines and they are fueled by consuming biomass, which is readily found on Earth already. And then you give them the ability to repair themselves and create themselves. And then things start to get out of control. And you can see that progression of how that's a world ending uh, progression of of events that can that can happen so yeah i love the storyline it was great i loved uh and how it everything was interwoven into the gameplay how you had the, the these wilds that you're exploring these forests and all that but you also explored these super cool modern bunkers and stuff with modern equipment and and uh like data packs telling a story along the way and holograms reenacting uh, events from the past it's just so well put together from a story standpoint. So I want to touch on this yeah. because you brought up some interesting things. The story opens where you're you you're in this sort of primitive tribe, this primitive mm-hmm. world, but there's these advanced animals and there's these advanced bunkers, but they look these bunkers mm-hmm. and these these whatever. They look really old. Mm -hmm. And so there's sort of an inversion where, wait a minute, all this high technology stuff is from the past. And we are living in a futuristic time where we are at a more primitive stage. And um, we do learn why that happened. And I'm going to give away something right now because Bill kind of said it. We learned that this is Earth. Right. And I wanted to ask you guys about your first experience with that, because for me, that was one of the most profound portions of the game is when I did something and I said, holy cow, this is Earth. This is our planet, not some alien planet. Do you guys, did, did you guys have an experience like that where you're like, or did you know already from the beginning, hey, this is Earth? Because I didn't. Well, I, I didn't know what this was. Well, that, you know, I kind of, you kind of helped me with that because there's these viewpoints vantage points vantage points and that's where you go and you see uh part of the past and you see what it looked like say in what what we see it now in this current year like 2021 right like you mean in our world our modern world right and so i saw in you know and i saw this one area and i was like that's in the united states yeah like i was like what like i'm you know i was thinking that this is this is a game of fictitious game fictitious area right fictitious world fictitious time and this is now in the future in the showing united states. something that is a current yeah. thing in the united states did yeah. you guys so, so melissa you did a vantage point before you learned through the storyline that we were on earth yes okay me yeah. too yeah me yeah, too. i think yeah. I, I think i learned through the story before the vantage and 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 
Eric actually helped me because I couldn't, like, I tried to climb up to this vanish point and fell down and died, and then it moved me on to this side mission, um, to continuing the side mission, and then I was like, Eric was like, oh, you didn't see this? And so she like, didn't no. actually see and the was, thing. So then I was kind of mad, and so then I was like, I'm going back, like, when I started again, and I went up, and I was like, oh, I'm really glad I saw this, because I was like, wow, you know, that, yeah. was, that was a big deal to me. Yeah. What about you, Bill? Did you do you have an experience where you remember discovering what was going on with the? No, I don't. I don't think so. I must have known from the chatter already or something. I just knew going into the game is like post-apocalyptic, just way in the future, and you know we're discovering what happened to civilization. Didn't know about why, you know, these primitives are back, like rebooted. Uh -huh. um, didn't know that. Uh -huh. But yeah, yeah, I knew it was Earth. So yeah, I missed out on that big reveal. So we've been tiptoeing around, and maybe, maybe we can avoid talking about the spoilers because I know you haven't gotten there yet. But you do know. I mean, we you do know. Yeah. So we okay. So maybe we'll just tiptoe around it. I don't know. There's these animals. Let's not tell. Let's not tell Melissa that Aloy dies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Darn it. So so what was there? There was something else I wanted to mention about it. Um. Oh, I wanted to mention, we know that Aloy is part of a tribe, mm -hmm. uh, but there are several tribes right. in the world, right? Mm -hmm. There's several groups of, of people in the world. Um, Aloy is from the Nora tribe. Mm -hmm. They tend to be hunters, and they, they're more primitive. Mm -hmm. There's a couple other tribes. Uh, do we want to talk? mention them briefly? Sure. There's the Banuk tribe uh -huh. that are from the cold. Okay. And, so they, and then the Osiram um who tend to be metal workers mm -hmm. or tinkerers right mm -hmm. and then the karja and they worship the sun or yeah right yeah. and they're like sun worshipers and so there's the four tribes and there's animosity and then and then there's also trying to get together trying some to get of them along. work together yeah, yeah. and so, some of them don't yeah and we'll just do this now we reached yeah. out to the cartridge club community and asked which tribe do you think you'd be a member of so there was the Nora, the nature-loving, mm -hmm. sort of spiritual. And you mentioned them. So yeah. what, what were the results? So this only had 10 people. 10 people? Yes. <laughs> so 40% said they wanted to be a Nora, part of the Nora tribe. 30% uh, said they wanted to be part of the Asaram tribe. That would be me. And 20% wanted to be Karja. And 10% wanted to be Banuk. That's the one I know the least about. Yeah. Do you guys know much about the tribes? Do you have any comments to say about the different types of people in the game? I wanted to be part of the cultists. They 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 look like they had fun. <laughs> they, they okay. Had, they yeah. were busy every Saturday night. They had. Uh, yeah. I'm with you, Eric. I think I'd rather be with the Osiram. Yeah, the, the metal know, workers and the. It looks too cold. Car just too hot. Nora's too hillbillyish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Osram's right. right in the middle. They got the technology, and they seem yeah. to live in a decent climate. They got a they got a pretty good uh, common sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything more we want to say? We we said that the story was really good. There's a lot of backstory. There's a lot of they created these tribes, these cultures. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of history. Um, I'll mention there were all of these side collectibles, like audio logs, and sort of a lot of modern games have done this mm -hmm. right where you can collect audio logs and holograms and uh, glyphs yeah I've seen glyphs. to get all this backstory so do you guys do a lot of that did you did you find a lot of backstory through the side collectibles well i completed it all but i didn't 
You didn't go through no, and read every one of them? Not all of them, yeah. Like, say, for example, the um, uh, the metal flowers mm -hmm. were one of the side collectibles. And when you, after you discovered one, you could click on it, and it it has a message, but it's sort of done like in computer code line, but it's done as a poem. Oh, really? But it's okay. generated that way. I forget now because they said in one of the hologram things, it was generated that way for a specific reason. I don't remember why. Okay. But, okay. you know. All right. So there's a lot of... I was going to ask a question. Did yeah. you guys get the maps? Uh, I forget how I got them. You could you buy, buy them from a merchant, you could right? buy them from a merchant. I did, I felt I'm not sure if I bought them. I thought I got them another way, but you know the maps the for the metal flower, all yep. the uh, artifact artifacts. You bought yeah, them. That's, the only, that's the only way you can really find everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. quickly anyway. Sure. Mm -hmm. Bill, did you do all that stuff too? The metal flowers and the vessels. I, I don't. I did. Yeah, a couple times. Not a lot. Basically, I'd get a map if it was stuff I needed, like a map of, uh, like in the frozen wild, you need this blue gleam. That's what you, that you, that's what you trade with merchants. Okay. And you get a map to find all that stuff, so that's well worth getting the map for, all right. rather than just collectibles. Eric, okay. before, we, before we move on, since we were sure. still sort of talking about Aloy. Yeah. I was sort of thinking about this while I was playing the game, and I, you know... There's been discussions on it online and whatnot about uh, about her looks. Yeah, how she perceived in the game. Do you think? It, do you guys think that sort of did it detract away from her character for you, like her being, you know, nineteen, uh, extremely attractive, the red hair? Was it was it just the right fit? Could they have done anything differently for her? Like, would she have been the same character? Say she was a little bit older, maybe blonde hair, brunette. Yeah, I'm being serious about it. Like yeah. her looks, did that? Is that the reason why her character worked for you? I mean, I guess for me, I don't, I don't know if I thought about like what it would be like if she looked differently. But you know, if I think about it now, I feel like it fits. She's this this girl who has been an outcast the whole time. So as soon as she can. You know, at 18 or 19, she wants to try to prove herself, right? So that makes sense that she would be this young person. And I think that it would seem to me, too, that being young, she could handle, you know, the combat better. Because she's uh -huh. young and and spry and in shape and whatnot. But did they so, make her look this way for a certain reason? I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm going to jump in because yeah, I think... I I think they did, and I'll I'll be I'll I'll put all the cards on the table here. She was just a a, a rugged, uh, 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 physically capable character that I didn't find you know particularly sexual or attractive. Mm -hmm. She was just the character that she was—a person born in this very harsh environment who had these skills, had these physical abilities, and. She became known in the game for her abilities. And so the answer to that you asked, Joe, for my take is I think they designed her to be, to have the physical characteristics of someone that you would not think of as a sexual person because they wanted you to think of her as 
a badass. As a badass, as this character who had to deal with these things. And they wanted you to focus primarily on her skills and her ability and her history. And that worked perfectly for me because that's how the game treated her. There was one case or two cases maybe where she was hit on. Yeah. But for the most part, the people who worked with her were impressed by her abilities. Mm -hmm. And so her physical appearance played no part in my interest in the character. And I think that was, uh, I think that was deliberate. And maybe she's attractive to other people. That's fine. From my perspective, the character um, design worked out, worked out perfectly for what they were, what they needed her to do. And from my perspective, I'm playing a badass, and she became a badass, and the world acknowledged her as one as the game progressed. Yeah. Well, the the, the woman factor I, for me never played in just because. No. You know, there's plenty of hard. Hard as nails, female characters that have been portrayed in plenty of video games. So I, to me, that was an irrelevant factor. But I, know, I just I wanted it. I found it interesting and wanted to get some other people's takes on it in terms of. Yeah, I think her looks was were was relevant or more obvious at the start. But then, like you said, as you began to play her and saw the depth of her character. Yeah. Her being a badass became the main focal point. That was the main focus, yeah. yeah. She earned her place as a famous and well-known person in the world. And I mean, her reputation preceded her in many cases, right? People yeah. knew who she was. And you find that later on in the game. And, and to me, that part was one of the more poignant parts of the game where, again, it's hard to try not to spoil anything, but um, <laughs> you saw how much she was appreciated by certain people. Yeah. Believe yeah. it that. Bill, you want to say anything? I uh, no, I just agree with Melissa. She fit. She was no. They didn't sexualize her. She was no supermodel. She didn't have the jubblies hanging out as she's swinging around on ropes. You know, it's, that's true. Yeah, it's it was no, fine. No lore. But no lore that's talk. right. And her look is extremely important, as Joe alludes to near the uh, as the plot goes along. What she looks mm -hmm. like. It, it would be something to. Uh, talk more about the final plot points but uh we should protect that too really okay. yeah okay okay, okay. I, got, I got something what would you have liked to have seen changed if anything at all in the game oh okay that's a good one and i can think of something yeah, right away. I, go ahead the your 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 purse your pocket you know how much resources you can take i can't tell you how many times like i you know ran out of room and you had maxed out your yeah I was a hoarder. Carry all I, I did your... the hoarder skill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, like, I was, you know, dropping stuff or getting rid of things. And I like to I like to keep everything because you never yeah. know when you're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of resources is staggering. Yeah. Yes. And, Absolutely like, staggering. I picked up the game to do the DLC as we got up and running for this uh, podcast. So... I put the game down for at least a year and then getting back into it, you know, I had no idea what half the crap was laying around, like uh, Echo Shell. Like, I don't know if I need that. Uh, you need that. There, I didn't know, but my character was so well developed anyways by that point. She had everything I would ever need. I didn't really have to pick stuff up. I knew I needed wood and I needed wire. I knew that. But all the other yeah. stuff I couldn't remember. Echo Shell. I don't know what all the other, like, the hearts and the lenses and the desert glass and I don't know. Yeah. 
as long as I could create the ammunition, mm-hmm. the only time I ever cared about what something was was when I couldn't create the ammunition. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Bill, I ran out of wire a couple times, and I'm like, I need these for my arrows. So that echo, was like, well, but a bunch of this shell. other, yeah, an echo yeah. shell yeah. I think is used for tear arrows. Mm-hmm. And, right. But I, oh. most of that stuff, I don't care. As long as I can craft my ammunition, mm-hmm. I didn't care what it was. I probably have lot. too much, uh, like I have a lot of like the bones and the meat from the animals, yeah, which I know are to make potions stuff. I probably have too much of that, and I should just get rid of that. Get rid of it. But mm. yeah. I but I want to answer Joe's question about one thing I would change. Yeah. And I, I think you might agree with me on this. The world was vast and its geometry was complicated. Yeah. When I got into those bandit camps or there were some things where I had to go find, like there were some things where it's like, go talk to this guy. And I'm like, well, I can see him up there, mm-hmm. but it's but the middle of the night now. Yeah. Where, where am I supposed to go? And it turns out there's, they gave visual hints where you're supposed to climb. Mm-hmm. That's true. But there were there were yellow ropes where you can climb. Mm-hmm. And there's rock faces with little white drippings where mm-hmm. you can climb up. But there were a bunch of times where I'm running around a bandit camp and I'm like, I I'm I don't I'm lost. Yeah. I am totally lost. I don't I, I don't know if I've looked everywhere or not because the geometry is so complicated that I would get turned around and lost. And even the little arrows that would go, and Meridian, right? The big city. Yeah. There's all these pathways and archways. Like, Why is it leading me this way? And it was like too low. Like you picked the elevator and I was like, is it up or down? So the the world was very complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I found that with races. Whenever you're trying to race, you have to do a race every now and again. They're yelling at you. Okay, now jump up to the ridge and take the line. You're, what ridge? Where am I looking? Yeah. Show yeah. me. What Where the heck? to go? Like when you were trying to like escape something or whatever, you mean like that kind of stuff too. Like I, I was doing, I was doing an escape today. One of the main missions you have to like escape out of something. And I was like, I don't know where to jump to. Like yeah. I, I know I was looking for the yellow or the white rock face and I died once because I was like, Oh, I got to go over there. Went the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what about you guys? What, what, Joe, do you have anything that you'd change? I did. And then I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Um, I can say yeah, a couple things. I, I can say a couple things I did like, though. I um, I thought her focus was a really nice uh, integration in terms of the game, because you know how there are certain games where it's like, well, I don't know, on the PS4, like you press your R3 button and then stuff dims out, and then certain characters get highlighted. Whereas yeah. with the focus, the focus seemed to draw everything together and not eliminate anything at once. And with all the information that it provided and and the effects, I thought that was a really nice twist on the usual highlighting of where do I sort of go, who do I got to attack, where are the the enemies hidden kind of thing. The sound effect was cool. Yeah. Um, I was, this made me think of it because I'm, right now I've moved on and I finally started playing um, uh, the Spider-Man game. And there's a scene, there's a couple of scenes in that where you take over a secondary character and play them to help you sort of traverse through the storyline a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I like how they didn't include that in this game at all. Um, you know, I could say Resident Evil where you, you're you you're Leon and then you got like the little girl and to get through a certain section, you have to take over the girl and you're playing yeah. a secondary yeah. character that you got no, absolutely no interest in. So I'm glad yeah. that they just stuck this game to Aloy as main character. Um, Melissa, I agree with you with the um, your resources inventory pack. Way too small. So you're always constantly 
selling stuff off or yeah. you know disassembling it for uh shards i i yeah. hate i i dislike that in games i wish like you know if your purse could be unlimited that's the best yeah or 100 percent tell me that i don't really need to keep that yeah somehow right. tell me like the, like the the resources would say, oh, you need this to trade with merchants or to craft, craft things or whatever. But I don't think it like if if it said you need this to craft tear arrows, you know what I mean? Like that'd be like, one thing, yeah. Like, like then I'd be like, oh, you know, it said all this information. Just take it to the next step and tell me exactly what it crafts, and then I can say I'm never going to craft that again, you know, or and, whatever. And it was vague too because it would say this is just good for trading with merchants you go okay yes. i'm selling that exactly. with, to the merchant yes. and then it's like oh no you could trade that with the merchant for this other thing not for shards yeah. <laughs> like, oh god i just sold it all for shards <laughs> yeah. yeah the game is vast there's a lot go ahead. eric do you, do you really think the world is big or do you think it's more dense no i yeah i actually I was overwhelmed by the world to start, but at the end of it, and maybe especially with fast travel, mm -hmm. I think it is more, I would describe it as more dense. There is just a lot there and it's not simple. It's again, I, I'm going to use the word geometry, the shape of the world, the cliff faces and the buildings and the, 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 the structures. It's a, there's a lot of 3d topography. to it, the topography is complex and i found myself like going to a place and it's like i don't know where i don't know how to get from here to there and i would have to go around or find a cliff face to walk on or something so it was complicated to me um and it was incredibly dense i mean if you zoom out that map with all of the things on there's just there are just stuff everywhere on that map yeah. but uh Given um, what the actual world it's supposed to be encompassing, which we haven't really talked about where you said it was the United States, but given what it's supposed to encompass, it's actually really compressed. Yeah. Well, the, the Frozen Wilds actually is uh, Yellowstone National Park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were wondering, yeah, because you mentioned, well, I'll mention it, right? Mm -hmm. The first, I'll, I'll go back to the thing that we you talked about. That, that, that thing where I were, realized it was Earth mm -hmm. was when I did the vantage point that showed that we were in Colorado mm -hmm. and the, the game takes place around. Mm -hmm. So it's no surprise that the frozen wilds, which are kind of North are kind of North of Colorado. But yeah. yeah. I remembered what I was going to say, Eric. Um, one thing I would change though, is because your character levels out or maxes out at level 60, when you get to that point, I found for myself that it became almost irrelevant to go around killing any of the animals it just became more of a nuisance because okay. all, the, all all the parts you need you can obviously buy from um uh the merchants right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so for me grinding or, or killing the animals was all part of building up my level you know mm -hmm. as, as far as i could so once i got yeah. to 60 i found that was kind of even when i was playing the game the last week or so even when I was coming up to animals or herds, I would just run right through them and not even bother fighting them because it was just a waste of time when I'm just yeah. trying to finish off any side missions, right? It was yeah. So that part was kind of disappointing. I wish they had allowed you to progress your level further, I guess, you know. Okay. 
So you're saying the level cap is 60, and that's with the even that's it, no matter what, even a new game plus, or, or does it go beyond that in new game plus? Do you know? I'm not sure about new game plus. Okay. Okay. I wonder if Frozen Wilds added from 50 to 60. Because the trophy for the main game stops it. There's a trophy for 50, but then it but then you said 60. That's something they would do, maybe add 10 more levels mm -hmm. for the Frozen Wilds. I'm curious, but I'm I'm definitely going to go back and do that. But yeah, I can totally see that, uh, Joe. I'm not uh, like I said, unless I need resources for crafting my ammunition, I'm not bothering. I'm running through stuff. And with the shield armor, I barely need health anymore. All right, I'm sorry. I'm not a real gamer. I need the I need the help. I need all the help I can get. All right. Anything else before final thoughts, Bill? Come on, give us some. Um, well, we didn't get to my negatives. Oh, yes. okay. Sorry. All right. <clears throat> of me. Go ahead, Bill. Sorry. How could I forget? Well, not there's not a lot really, but this might just be me and my poor vision. But we talked about using tear arrows to knock cannons and stuff off the animals. I would do that, and I would like uh, never be able to find where the thing fell off <laughs> to go <laughs> grab it. You know, and yeah. other things like. I don't know how they could have highlighted that a little bit better or what, or maybe I'm not paying attention enough. Another thing that might, that could probably totally be blamed on me, but I saw Mrs. Q-Dog do this too, that you climb up to a nice vantage point to get the lay of the land, turn on your focus, have a good look about, and then you back out of your focus, but instead of hitting the focus button again, you accidentally hit the jump button and you dive to your death. And I do that constantly, constantly. Yeah. Sounds like that's the back button is always, yeah. you know, the B button. Well, on a that's right. The, oh, the circle. Yeah. I would the hit circle. the circle yeah. button. And, the, and you would see me do that, too. You're like, that was a really dumb move. I'm like, I didn't do it. I'm, I'm I probably it did out. it, too. Yeah. I'm oh, trying to back out. You're fully in, in stealth, in the weeds. The animal oh. is right there. You want to back out of the focus, and instead you jump at yeah. the animal, <laughs> and all hell breaks loose. Uh, again, right, so. I don't know if that's a game problem or a player problem, but stuff like that got me many times. I, I, yeah. used, to, I used to also, I'd like sneak up and I'd want to, um, I'd want to do like a stealth kill and I would hit the override button on accident, even though I couldn't override it or vice versa. Like I'd get the, even though they're totally different buttons and there's no reason to get those confused. I would. All right. Melissa, yours were all game problems. Bill was all player problems. <laughs> oh, that makes you feel there better. There we go. <laughs> the old, the old bus chop. I will chop say too busting. that um, I really liked fast travel. I, I mean, I. Yeah. I think like I used for it a lot. this kind of a game, you need fast travel, and if it didn't have fast travel, this game would be a lot more tedious. I would say. Did you pick up the? Uh, unlimited one, or, or are you using I haven't the... yet because I have okay. like 35 travel packs right now, and so um, yeah, I never uh, got it either. I really, I, I plan to, but as soon as but, I heard about it, and Dean told us, right? yeah, he mentioned it, I'm like, I'm getting that, and, maybe and I, I went and got it, and I sold all my other yeah. ones off. Maybe I should because then I would also clear up some resource room, yeah, I use that yeah. travel all the time. That was another thing with the resource thing. We were talking about space. How is she carrying all these treasure chests? <laughs> she can't That's carry a, a little bit more wire, but she can yeah. carry like 400 treasure chests on her. Yeah. Back. 
I didn't get the point of those treasure chests. Yeah, they just I took advantage of that going. though, right? Because the yeah, treasure you can leave stuff old. in them. Yeah, yeah, you'd leave stuff in them. Yeah, and it would kind of artificially extend your inventory. Yeah. yeah, I did that a lot. All right. We um, went to the community and said, you know, ask them to give us their overall thoughts on the game. If you've played it, you know, tell us what you thought. And so we have Dean, who, you know, we... Round two gaming? Round two gaming. Yeah. Uh, we talked to him about how he blasted through this game the second time around. <laughs> and he said it was his 2017 game of the year. And he played it a second time this through, and he enjoyed it even more. He um, loves the story. He spent a lot of time reading and analyzing all the data points and trying to learn everything that he could about the old ones this time. So he liked the game, he liked the plot, he liked the lore, he liked everything. Yes. You know, game of the year. What is your game of the year? 2017. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right, what else? All right, and then we uh, had some uh, comments in our Discord channel, and we have from Sexy Ben Broland. Uh, he didn't play it this month, but in his playthrough, he did the side content and got the Platinum Trophy. Platinumed it. Yes. Loved this game, and he is hyped for the sequel next year. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, I he hear that platinum, platinuming it is, is a fairly doable yeah, thing. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Yeah. Did either of you guys platinum it? No. Nope. Not yet? Okay. Do you know what you got to do to do it? I do because I Google everything. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know if we can talk about it. But yeah, I mean, you got to get all the trophies. There's a couple of tricky ones, but mostly it's like do everything, and then there's 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 none that are skill based, huh? Do you have to collect everything. Yeah, you have to collect it. You got to reach skill fifty. That's one of the trophies. You got to do all the tall necks, all the all those other side missions. Do you have to do a bunch of those errands with the weapons? You got to do all the hunters stuff. We never even talked about the oh, hunters yeah. guild. The I actually wanted to mention that. I'll mention it when we do our thing. But uh, yeah, uh, you can look up all the trophies online. Um, okay, so go ahead. Go ahead with the community. All right. The wizard Jay said he just finished the game in its entirety last night. Oh, this was a few days ago. Okay. <laughs> he really enjoyed the frozen wilds. That was a fun area to grind and level up at. And Joe Goes Retro said this was his second time through the game. He tried the Frozen Wilds this time, but he wasn't feeling it. Uh-oh. Which, you know, it just happens sometimes. But he loves the main game. Okay. And uh, Carlos Rupert at El Campe said, honestly, I was missing out when this game first came out. He is loving it. Loving yeah. the game. Yeah. Okay, I think there's one is more. Is there one more? Oh. Ooh, cat two more. Oh, Captain Algebra. Uh, he said, Horizon Zero Dawn is an excellent game, and he's glad he finally played it. He tried it a couple other times, but couldn't get into it, and so was determined to give it more of a chance. And he did the Frozen Wilds DLC before finishing the game as well. So he beat it. And then Discard said he is still in awe of what uh, these guys make, and he is impressed every time. All right. All right. So, what about Melissa? I'll ask you since you're talking. What was okay. your what was your impression? Final thoughts on this game? Um, well, this this game is huge. It's 
to me, it's kind of like a long play. Um, oh, yeah. And um, so I was kind of like, oh, I've already got this Octopath, which I'm really enjoying. But this game, I also, um, when I was playing this game, it's kind of funny. I kind of felt, I kind of was getting like the like God of War, the recent God of War game vibes. And I don't know if it was just because it was kind of like primitive, like they're hunting, you know, that kind of thing. But some of, even some of the mechanics of the game were the same, I felt like. Mm -hmm. And so it must just be like the, just the type of games that were coming out, you know, at that, during that time. And so, but I, I love it. You know, I love like doing all the little side missions. Like I want to go to every exclamation point and be like, hey, what do you need, buddy? You know, and like <laughs> help everybody out, you know, and I want to, you know, there's all these challenges that you can do with the weapons. I want to do those. Like I, I want to do, I want to do it all. So I'm going to finish this game. Um, my plan is to finish it by the end of the year. You're going to platinum it? I don't know. I might, that would be like my first platinum. Yeah. So this is, that's, that's I, big. It's totally doable. Like yeah. I said, there's no skill-based yeah. achievements here. There's a couple of tricky ones, but pretty much if you do everything. Yeah. And I will say one thing to answer maybe Joe's earlier question. There's one tricky one. I think it's tricky where you kind of have to do everything. And then you kind of got to do the last mission again. Mm. And I won't say, I don't want to say too much about it. Okay. But it involves kind of. Pull, pull, doing everything and kind of getting a I'll, I'll say this much i'll give the key word getting a bunch of allies mm, okay i know is, what you're talking about is the key is the that. key one i know that okay you have to have all your allies for that last battle okay all right so that's pretty all right what about you guys who wants to go Bill, first? you want to go first uh you got to agree with dean like dean knows games and that's game true. of the Clearly. year totally it's it's uh, gameplay, uh, and I'll admit, early on in this game, I wasn't getting the gameplay. I, I couldn't figure out how to hold the slings properly. It just wasn't jiving. I couldn't figure out where I was going, and then just something clicked, and everything seemed so natural and mm -hmm. easy to, like, it was just something clicked in my head, how, how easy this stuff is to work and to range, and all that seemed to work out. The story was so engrossing. I love the story. I love the exploration. You know, all that was just so good. And the ending, the final scene, is is emotional and perfect and satisfying. And uh, Melissa, you're gonna love it when you mm. see it. You know, uh, Bill, I'll kind of say the same thing. Like I was having some trouble. You know, the things with the the mounting. I was like, I don't, I don't want to. It's stupid to mount these things and ride it. It takes forever. I'd rather just run. But now I can, now that like I mount the broad whatever broadheads broadheads yeah. like I feel Long like hard. oh this yeah this is like the way to go. And I was also having trouble with the map like finding which way to go. But now I've kind of got it where I'm like oh the arrow is pointing the right way now. like. Like it wouldn't point. Now you do trust the arrows. Now I do point trust the arrows. And how it works. So yeah. things are clicking a lot better for me yeah. too. And I'm yeah. like, oh, th this is this is going a lot faster now. Yeah. By the way, Melissa, I know you like to talk about mounting a lot. You get this one skill where you can uh, call any mount at any time. 
Yeah, you don't, you don't have to override it. So you could be in the middle of a big melee with a bunch of animals. You call him out, and he comes and gets involved and starts breaking oh, it up for you. Oh, you don't have to have one in the air. Like yeah. I overlooked it for a while, and then oh, yeah, that's, when that's I my next. Got, that's my next skill. I trait. keep trying to tell her to that's get that skill, skill and she now she understands why. Okay. Well, she's she's the queen mounter, so she should definitely have that skill. You just call him mount. It's perfect. Uh, Joe, what about your final thoughts? Well, I may have been four years late to the party, but um, I've never put so many hours into one game ever. Really? And it was all worth it. I'm glad that I finally played it this year, twice. I had to argue with him many, many times to start that game. <laughs> I, That's I don't know true, what was, right? That's true. It's true. I don't know what it was that was turning me off from playing it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's a time commitment, you know. No, it's not time commitments because I've no. pumped 100 plus hours into like Persona games. And, yeah, that's true. Well, uh, you don't that have is to really play those. Well, this is my turn to talk. <laughs> so, we know how Joe this does some hours. So, uh, I was completely blown away by the game, the whole experience. Everything about it was enjoyable, except for all the times when I fell off cliffs. Yeah. And I cannot wait for the next one to come out and play it. That yeah. storyline, they finished the storyline perfectly. They hit all the right notes, and I can't wait to see where they continue it on. Great. You're going to get a PS5 for that? I think it's only on PS5, isn't it? Yeah. Is it worth buying a PS5 for the sequel? You going to buy me one, Eric? <laughs> I'm going to buy me one, maybe. Eric's yeah, I, that's what I'm trying to decide. Is it, worth, is it worth buying a PS5? Are yeah. you sure it's only on PS5? No, I'm not sure. No, I don't know. I think so. I think. I so. think. I think they. I. Uh, I thought there was just some controversy. Wasn't that the game there was controversy about? Where they had said, "Oh, we're going to give it to the PS4 people," and then when they showed it just recently, they're like, "Oh, it's only going to be PS5." But now they've talked it back. Uh, I don't know. Where they're like, "Oh no, you, is PS4 that the one? owners will get it." Or something. I don't, I, What's that Siri? <laughs> yeah, you it's, go it's ahead. Siri, you yeah. hey Siri. Ask Siri and then come back to us in a half hour. Let's see. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You really want me to? Yeah, if you want. I, I, if you were serious, you don't have. Hey to. Siri. Wait, what's the next one called? <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn Two. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Western Wilds. Western something. Something like that. Damn it. Oh, uh, we can't figure it out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to give you my thoughts on it, which is uh, this also was our first time playing, so we're four years late to the party. I, I will claim this game has aged wonderfully. As far as I can tell, it's a gorgeous game. There's no reason not to play it. Um, it is incredibly vast. There's a ton of stuff to do, and I'm not getting tired of it at all. I want to keep playing, and it is very rare for me to, like Joe said earlier, it's very rare for me to finish a game and then want to go back and complete more of it. And that is definitely the case with this game. I do want to go back and finish the rest of it. And I'm seriously considering platinuming this game because, I, I mean, because it's so good. And I've only done that once before. Mm -hmm. So this will only be my second platinum. But it is so good, I want to do everything that I can in this game. I think and you would have been, and you would have been playing it this last week. You would have been If you that. hadn't if been on it, I, I definitely would have. Yes. And so... Um, uh, yeah, I think it's never too late to play a game like this. Uh, fantastic game. Really glad 
It's the Cartridge Club game of the month. It gave me the inspiration to play it. I got to enjoy it, and I'm going to continue to enjoy it for probably weeks to come. And uh, I am seriously considering, as we talked a moment ago, is this? I'm so interested in the game that the sequel may make me may cause me to consider actually buying a PlayStation Five. Um, yeah, and it's, I almost, uh, Horizon yeah, Horizon Forbidden West exclusive PS4 and PS5 game. It's PS4 though. Mm-hmm. Okay, I almost I was joking with Melissa, half joking. We should get a PS5 to play this game in the new 60 frames per second and high you know improvements they made for the ps5 including i should have mentioned as one of my dislikes the incredibly long and tedious load times which in some cases made fast travel slower than just running across the map it took so long to load in any case here the ps5 solves that problem all right but in gameplay no loads load screens at all no gameplay that's true once you get through the load the gameplay there's no load you can Mm -hmm. you can run across that map and never see a glitch Mm -hmm. all right so i think what we all agreed fantastic Fantastic game must play yes and we're all looking forward to the sequel yeah and we're all in agreement that we should get a ps5 to play (laughs) right right honey (laughs) all right all right, let's move on. All right, no, I wanted to. There's one more thing. Okay, so one, where do we go from here? We've talked about the sequel, mm-hmm. but you had mentioned earlier God of War 2018. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask Joe and Bill here if you like Horizon Zero Dawn. Do you guys have any other recommendations for games to play? Like it? Is there anything? Uh, I, I well, it's like uh, Uncharted with the climbing. It's like uh, The Last of Us with the post-apocalyptic. Um, it it it's it resembles a lot of those games. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, pretty it's much not, anything with an open world, right? Uh, well, yeah, I don't want to agree with Joe. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to think of a counterpoint. <laughs> well, you're just listening open world example style of games, and and this one fits right in there. So, like you said, if you're if you enjoy playing God of War, uh, any of the Just Cause games, the Uncharted games. Um, I was thinking that it wasn't like Just Cause, but definitely The Last of Us. It's like list- Just Cause. Listening and the crafting and the, the traps, and it's not like Just Cause. It is like Just Cause. <laughs> okay. A lot of people have also said that it's uh, like Breath of the Wild because it's so vast. and so There's just so many things to do and so many places to go. So, uh, I don't, you but don't we have, have to sit there and cook in... Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah. cooked dinner plates for two hours. Mm. Okay, that's, that's a thing in Breath of the Wild. Bill, you've played Breath of the Wild? I've never played it. We haven't played that's it. That's what keeps stopping me from getting back into it. It's all the stupid crafting and cooking. You got to cook meals. I don't uh, like it. Uh, all right. So better than Breath of the Wild. Is that what I'm hearing? For me, yeah, totally. Yeah. It, the Breath of the Wild is too encompassing, too much minutiae. Like uh, The Witcher, I found The Witcher does that. There's too much minutiae in crafting and rubbing oil on my sword. What oil do I rub on it? Yeah, that was part of the lore, but it's just too much. I can't. Like I said, I can't remember what an echo shell does. I really can't remember what oil to put on my uh, steel shaft. I will say that, right. that there's... <laughs> that was, it was like only a matter of time. He said we're rubbing oil on his sword. <laughs> 
Um, I, there, there is a couple. Uh, there, there's a couple sack enlargements that I want to do. Really? With my, uh, and uh, they need like rat bone and fox skin, and I can't. Every time I kill one, I'm like, give me the fox skin, and it's I get fox bone instead, and so I'm getting really tired of having a small sack. Yes, having yeah. a small sack. Uh, and one of the warmer climates. It was. Animals not helping me out. Yeah. He says go to the warmer climate. Okay. All right. They're better for the sex. Yeah, it naturally expands. Okay. Oh, I got yeah, yeah. Nice. There was actually one where you had to, I forget what item it was, but you needed to kill an owl or use an owl skin or bone or something. Really? You guys remember ever doing that? If you see no. an owl, just take it out because you'll need it at some point. Yeah, I, I, I killed I, an owl, I, but I don't remember doing it. Maybe maybe they're in the frozen. The yeah, I don't remember seeing owls. Frozen part. I haven't maybe. Seen I haven't yeah. seen it yet. It's definitely in the frozen. Okay. And the fish. If you see a fish, take that. You know you're going to yeah. get a fish yeah. at some point. Every time I saw a fish, I tried to get it. Yeah. Did, right. did your fish ever go down the river? Like, with like your, they float down the river, the stuff? dead body? Like you killed, yeah, that's true, yeah. And then you had to like go chase it and try to get in front of it to collect. Yeah, and then you land on top of one of those crocodile machines. You're oh, like, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yep. And then there's three of them, right? Because there's never just one. I think yeah. they were always in threes or fours. Anyway. All right. Okay. All right. So do we want to wrap it up and talk about what's coming up in the Cartridge Club? Yes. All right. So that is it for Horizon Zero Dawn. We just touched on the story a little bit because we want people to be able to play it. Yeah. And experience it because the story is really good. So um, the game of the month for October is going to be Diablo 2. Ooh, big, big time I know, classic. we're kind of going back in the PC world and some of our Cartridge Club PC buddies. Yeah, um, had some influence there, yes. yeah. And then in November, we're going to be uh, revisiting the original Spyro the Dra Dragon, which you can play on your old PlayStation. Yeah. Or there's the new uh, remastered trilogy. trilogy yeah. yeah. And so we're going to be playing the first game. And uh, Are we I, only doing the first? I think so. I think, oh, okay. I think we're only playing the first. Play all three. Okay. And we'll then, see. Yeah. And then we are... I don't know if we're announcing it. I think it's been... Go oh, ahead. Maybe, Go ahead. maybe. December is what? December is the big 100th episode. Woo! Congrats, Cartridge Club. 100th 100 episode. 100 episodes will be for December. It will be our December episode. And we have a very special game. I know a lot of people are going to be very excited about this game. They Huge have, milestone. A couple of people already know about it, and they cannot wait. And the game for number 100 is Final Fantasy Seven. Whoa. Huge so, game. Yes. And I think we've said people can play that we're going to be looking yep. at both the original on the PlayStation. Yes. And what I don't even know what it's called. The new remake. Yeah, the new remake. Final that... Fantasy remake. Yes. I don't know what it's called. I'm sorry. So all you Final Fantasy VII lovers out there, we want to hear from you when we play when you play along with us in December. I want to hear from the haters too. <laughs> this is a huge game. It's got a huge fan following. It's yes. also somewhat divisive. Actually, it's not as divisive as others, but Final Fantasy VII should be a good time. Have you guys played Final Fantasy VII at all, Bill, Joe? No, I didn't know. I, not my style. Mm. 
What about you, Joe? You're a RPG guy. Yeah, I played it back in the day. Okay. I haven't I haven't done the new one yet because I don't think I want to buy them individually. I want to see if they come out like with the compilation one at the very end. Yes, yep. that's what I'm doing, and I'm hoping that they do that, and it'll be on PS5, and it'll be awesome. But uh, Bill, not gonna, you should per- think about participating for the 100th. Now the remaster—that's the one where they <laughs> took out turn base, right? And they made yeah. it an action. So maybe that's doable. Maybe. Yeah. Give it a thought. Big, big anniversary. Big, big milestone for the cartridge club. I like turn base. Like I'm a. I, I think I'm in the minority. I'm a. Maybe you should I'm play turn, the original. I'm a turn base girl. Okay. I don't like when it's. Happening. You like taking turns. I don't like when it's happening all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should take turns. You know, we each. We each get some satisfaction. Oh my gosh! Okay. All right. It's Bill. It's Bill. <laughs> Bill does it. He brings what? it out. All right. All right. So big and announcement. He just okay. Sits there and, and he, he lets it burn. He's yeah. like, he just lets it all burn around him with a <laughs> shit-eating grin he on his face. He puts all the all the stuff in the pot and just sees what <laughs> boils up. All right. All right. So. Where where are we here? We announced the upcoming games? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, again, if you'd like to get involved with the club, I'd encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Cartridge Club NA. You can also visit our Discord for all kinds of discussions. We talk about games of the month. We talk about general stuff, collecting, you know, um, comics, all kinds of different things. It's it's all kinds of good stuff. What was that? Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Star Trek's in there. (laughs) So um, there's also the Cartridge Club forums that are at cartridgeclub.org and the Facebook community and group pages. And to those of you who are interested in supporting the club beyond a review on the podcast app of your choice, I'd like to mention that the club is entirely funded by pledges made from members of our community. We are extremely grateful to those supporters. And if you're interested in becoming one of them, please look into how you can do that at patreon.com slash cartridge club. And I just want to say thank you to Bill and Joe for joining us today. Yes. We're very excited that you are here to talk to us on the first episode of season nine. Honored to have the original two back together. Yes. For this point. You guys know anytime we can help you guys out, we're going to do it, right? Excellent. That's wonderful. It was such an honor to have you guys here. Bill, tell us where we can find you and what you've been up to. Uh, Well, I guess you can, you know, on the socials or whatever at STC Pod. That was a podcast that happened. I think it's in summer hiatus right now. Looking for a producer, by the way, if anyone wants to volunteer. Melissa. Uh, also, there's YouTube channel uh, Start to Continue, where we're doing lots of live chats. We're doing live chats about vinyl, live chats about VHS. There's all kinds of stuff happening there. So Good stuff out. there. Yeah. Okay. Good. Excellent. Joe, what about you? What have you been up to? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at AC Decepticon, uh, Instagram at Video Games and Collectibles, as well as on YouTube under the same name. And uh, yeah, I just post stuff about games, uh, game hunting, Transformers, yard sales, garage sales, vinyl, all that fun stuff too. Check it out. Check it out. Okay. Check them both out. And you? Me? You want me to do it? You do it. All right. And I am Mrs. Q-Dog on the Twitter. It's M-R-S-Q-D-A-W-G. 
and we, you and I, do a YouTube channel. Yep. And it's called the Mighty Q Dog. Mighty Q Dog, yeah. D a w g. <laughs> yeah. And you are. Okay, I'm Mighty Q Dog on Twitter, <laughs> and we do a YouTube channel where it's mostly just us talking for five minutes a week now, but we yes. still occasionally do some pickup videos and. I have uh, okay. dreams of doing other content, but it's not really. There's some old collection videos. There's some old collection, yeah. Mm -hmm. But dear uh, listeners, dear listeners, if you have not subscribed to the Mighty Q Dog YouTube channel yet, you're doing life wrong. You need to <laughs> subscribe immediately. Where would I be without in the Q Dog house every Tuesday? I don't know. That's how I plan my week. My weeks start on Tuesday, <laughs> as the in the Q Dog house drops on Mighty Q Dog YouTube channel and the rest follows after that. Stay tuned for later this year where we're all going to have to pay lots of money again to charity to get the Mighty Q Dogs to continue in the Q Dog house for another year. Uh -huh. I've been saving up all year and saving up. Can't wait for that. All right. Oh boy. Yeah, there will be a Cartridge Club charity stream coming yes. up uh, later this year, which we are working on. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for the plug, Bill. Uh, he is, of course, exaggerating, but really, you should be checking out Bill's channel yes. and Joe's channel for much better content. That's true. All right. All right. We want to thank you all for listening. And again, thank you to Bill and Joe. It's great to have you on. Great to talk to you. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. And thank you for joining us. CC Unite. Unite.